What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dumb Sports Empire. You know what? This was going to be a really sad podcast because of Giannis, but now it's actually going to be positive because the Bucks somehow came back and won. I got a lot to talk about. This could last for a while. That's what she said, but not to me, but it's okay. All right. Let's first talk about how Giannis almost lost his leg. The weirdest fall from... I mean, if you guys know the comedian Tom Segura, I mean, that might have been a weirder fall from from dunking and reaching out for a basketball. But Giannis goes up, his knee goes backwards, and the season was over. In that instant, the season was over. The injury gods, Bambi shot Milwaukee out of the playoffs. Um, it was It was done. I mean, we had gotten lucky that Trey Young had injured. He had the bone bruise on his foot. Which, by the way, Trey Young has, like, the worst ankles of all time. That's what my ankles look like in high school, playing football. Yeah, I was all league my senior year. Don't worry about it. I taped both my ankles, and then I would put those ankle braces on this. Not the same ones that he had, but those ones. I, I don't even know how to describe it. They, like, lace up and everything. I, I had tape, and I had those when I would play a high school football game. It was insane. I don't even know how I ran. But I had the world's worst ankles. Trey Young might have even worse ankles than that. And it's not even close. Trey Young's ankles are wild. He's been out for a couple games. My whole world ended when Giannis hurt his knee. I kind of held my breath for like a day. Like literally 24 hours waiting. Because I know they were getting the MRI and they were going to see if there's any structural damage, any ACL damage or anything like that. Thank God there wasn't. I posted this on my Facebook, but I was like, I'm a praying man. I, I pray for my family. I pray for my friends. I pray for things to happen in my life. I've never prayed for an athlete or I've never prayed for my sports team to win or anything like that because I think my prayers can be put in better places. But I prayed for Giannis's knee not to be torn, his ACL to be intact, structure damage to be very minimal, if any. And he just had a hyperextended knee. Now, there's no timetable. Um, like I said, it was the worst fall, one of the worst falls I've ever seen, just coming down on his leg, up there with, um, what's his name, Kevin Ware, the Louisville guy in the um, March Madness tournament years and years ago, when he just came down and his shin bone just decided to split, and it was sticking out of his calf muscle, this wasn't as bad, it looked bad, and Giannis is so like tall and lanky, so he's like, when he came down and his knee was bent the wrong way, I almost threw up. I thought everything was over. I was excited because Phoenix and LA, I started thinking about Phoenix and LA and I was like, okay, if the Bucks handle the Trey Young less Hawks, then we've got the Bucks coming to either the LA Clippers in the finals or the Phoenix Suns. So I, got, I started getting all excited, started thinking about it. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go to one of these finals games. It's either going to be Phoenix or in LA. I'm going to go to one. All right. We'll see what ticket prices look like, but I'm going to try to go to one. And then Giannis's injury happened and I wasn't even gonna watch. I didn't I didn't finish watching that game. I was like I knew it was it was just too much shock. Like it was it was gonna be way too much shock and the team wasn't gonna do anything. We were already down. I think it happened in the third quarter. We were already down and we were <laughs> we were not looking good. It was not gonna happen for us. So I stopped watching that game and I was just like I was sad. I was <laughs> I was legit sad for the Bucks who this has to be their best shot like ever. They knocked out the Nets. They got some injury luck with the Nets. The Lakers um, didn't make it out. 
I mean, the Suns look good, but this was the Bucks year. And Giannis's knee, I was standing over him. Verbal meme, me, Simba, standing over Giannis's dead body, trying to get him to wake up like Simba and Mufasa did. But he seems to be okay. He didn't play tonight. You know who did play tonight? The Bucks starters went off tonight. The Bucks went, of course, by 11 points. I was shocked because I thought the season was over. I was legit like not going to watch this game because I was like, we're going to lose this game in Milwaukee and then we're going to go to Atlanta and lose the series. I was done. I'm so dramatic, but I was like done. I wasn't even going to watch. And then I think I pulled my phone out at work and I looked at the score. I wanted to see, I mean, if it was even close, I pull up the score. It's like 30 to 10. And I'm like, what What the heck? The Bucks are, are winning 30 to 10. And the more and more I thought about it, I was on paper and take out Trey Young and take out Giannis like the game was tonight. The Bucks are so much better than the Hawks. I mean, you look at guys like Drew Holiday, Kate, uh, Chris Middleton. I almost said Kate Middleton. That was bad. Chris Middleton. Um, Brooke Lopez went freaking off tonight. And you know who stepped up? Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis was going off tonight. He was getting the crowd riled up. He scored over 20 points. I mean, filling in for Giannis. And you know what was funny is um, Giannis's younger brother, Thanasis, was um, playing a lot in the first half. And I was like, this fool never, ever plays this much when Giannis is healthy. But I think Coach Bud was just trying to get an Antetokounmpo out there in order to, to try and make something happen, which respect when you get a two-time MVP out, you just put his brother in there and hope for the same thing. But... Let's talk about the Bucks starters. The Bucks starters went. The Bucks scored 123 points. The Bucks starters scored 11, 111 of those. Legit, like all but all but 11 points, 12 points. Like that is that has to be the most insane. I mean, the five starters. So the bench players had 12 points at most. I don't think I've seen that in a long time, and it was so even too. You gotta forgive me. I'm trying to pull up the, the um, points right now. This is the world's shittiest podcast. Don't prepare at all. All right. So look at the looking at the um, stats right here. We've got box score. There we go. Stupid ESPN app. For the Bucks, we have PJ Tucker. No, he wasn't a starter. What the heck? This is dumb. All right, Chris Middleton, 26 points. Brooke Lopez, 33 points. Bobby Portis started for Giannis, 22 points. Drew Holiday, 25 points. That is insane. They only had five guys on the bench. You look at their bench players, Thanasis, um, he didn't even take a shot. He got three fouls, zero points, played three minutes. I feel like he played so much longer. It was weird. All right, um... Teague played. He didn't score. He did. He shot one, missed it. Pat Connaughton, nine points. And Bryn Forbes, three points. That was all. Like, that was all on the bench. 12 points off the bench. The consistency of the, the Bucks starters was insane. And Brooke Lopez, I feel like he that was his most dominant game ever, for sure. Just the fact that he was he was he was playing like the big man he's supposed to play. Like he's taller than everyone out there. The the um, Hawks are not tall at all. They're not big at all. Brooke Lopez needs to do this every game, especially if um, Giannis isn't going to play in game six. They need to, whatever Brooke did, 
keep it rolling. All right. I'm surprised the Bucks won. I shouldn't be because I feel like they play some games amazing with Giannis and some games like it's hard to watch. It's like they're under their potential by miles and miles. But here we go. Bucks are up three to two. That was fun to talk about. All right. Because I didn't I was this was going to be a sad podcast because Giannis was dead and the Bucks were dead. But the Bucks are very much alive. Let's talk about the other series that just ended. First and foremost, Patrick Beverly's a bitch. Like, you hate to see a guy, a grown man, in a game, push another grown man in the back as he's walking away from him. Like, who does that? That has to be, like, one of the most cowardly things of all time. Patrick Beverly. You know, let's talk about the good. Let's talk about Chris Paul absolutely going off. Chris Paul had 41 points in the game that sent him to his first NBA Finals in 16 years. So congratulations to Chris Paul. Congratulations to the Phoenix Suns, who, since the bubble, they were 8-0 in the bubble, and then they went like 51-26 and this year, and then they're 12-3 and in the playoffs or something like that. So ever since, they all hooked up with that same girl right before they went to the NBA bubble. I forget her name, but she came out in that podcast and said she hooked up with like seven of them, and Devin Booker went first, and then it was the rest of them. So... She hooked up with them, and they've been on a tear ever since. I wish she could hook up with Giannis and get him back to health. But, you know, the Suns are going. And they're so fun to watch. They're really, really... I mean, they're high-scoring. They play good defense. You got Devin Booker, who's a rising star. Chris Paul's been a star for a while. Um, DeAndre Ayton has to be, like, the most comparable thing to Shaq we've ever seen. He is so dominant in the paint. If the Bucks do end up making it, Brooke Lopez is gonna he's gonna need a lot. We might put Giannis on him actually. Giannis is still Giannis is six eleven, so I mean we we might have to put Giannis on him because Giannis was all NBA defensive player. Hopefully that'd be Coach Bud's thing. But congrats to the Phoenix Suns. Unbelievable. I mean, you could tell in the Lakers series they were they were fighting even when AD was healthy and then they went down and you knew that series was over. Like when Giannis went down. I mean, I thought the series was over, but the Bucks came back fighting. When AD went down, you knew that series was over because the Phoenix Suns were just going to finish the Lakers. So here we are. I mean, the Hawks have zero chance against Phoenix. The Bucks need Giannis to actually have a shot at Phoenix because Phoenix is amazing. Aiton's dominant. Chris Paul plays amazing when, when I mean, crunch time comes. Of course, Devin Booker's going to go ball out. That's a really fun team to watch. So the finals this year... If the Hawks make it, I mean, it's not going to be a good series at all. If the Bucks make it, it should be a good series. All right. Let's talk about... This is kind of interesting because we're at the point now where all our childhood heroes have kind of, like, grown up and retired, moved on. Now we're getting a lot of them that are coaching. And this week we had two childhood heroes get NBA jobs. So first one being Jason Kidd got the Mavericks head coaching job, which is kind of cool. And I heard Skip and Shannon, maybe they were talking about how this is good for Luca because Luca needs someone more relatable to him. Rick Carlisle was like a thousand years old and Luca needs someone that's going to be more relatable. Jason Kidd's younger. Jason Kidd was a player. He was the star. Um, no less than 10, 15 years ago, he was one of the best players in the NBA. So, I mean, he's right there. The other one being Chauncey Billups, which was kind of cool. Cause I remember, um, 
for some reason the Clippers were always on. Um, it was the Clippers and the uh, the Pistons were good too. He was on the Pistons when they were good, and uh, I remember watching the Lakers and and the Pistons in the finals. And Chauncey Billups always kind of stuck out to me. And then he went to the Clippers and the Clippers. I I grew up very not privileged. What's the opposite of privileged? I mean, not like ghetto, but we had the we didn't have cable TV until I was a junior in high school. We didn't have cable TV until then. So I had five or six channels. I had like two, four, five, seven, nine, and 11. Those were the only channels I had. And I think channel nine always had the Clipper games. The KCAL nine always had Clipper games. I remember Chauncey Billups, I watched him and I was like kind of enjoying him. So I just kind of started like thinking about this is the era where we're watching all our, our childhood heroes grow up and just become coaches. And of course, we've got Steve Nash is doing it with the Nets. Now Jason Kidd's doing it with the Mavs, and Chauncey Billups is doing it with the Blazers. Now, along with that, Damian Lillard seems to be like completely out of Portland. Like he has, he's kind of doing the, um, who did that? Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson was kind of like, you didn't let me like have a say in picking the coach or picking the GM. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to get out. So Dame's kind of doing the same thing Deshaun Watson did, but. I mean, there's no way. Damon, he was at a basketball game with LeBron. I don't know what it was, but he was at a basketball game with LeBron. And um, they were, like, hugging, and they, like, whispered some words in each other's mouths. And, you know, he's like, oh, come to L.A., come to L.A., doing all that. But there's no way Dame plays another game in a Portland Trail Blazers uniform. You heard it here. You didn't hear it first, but you heard it here. All right. Just know, Dame... Milwaukee would be great for you. What would Milwaukee have to trade to get Dame? I'd say Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and probably like two or three first-round picks. I like Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's been balling out, and he's a really good point guard. So keep Drew Holiday, keep Giannis, and then get Dame in there for a shooting guard. That would be absolutely insane. Pat Connaughton be playing. Who would other forward be? I don't know. It's exciting to think about, but it would never ever happen. Cuz we have a team that's going to get hopefully get to the finals if we win more one more game. One more game to the finals and then the Bucks just stay as is. You know, you don't need to change anything. You don't need to keep up with the Nets. Just need to hope that one of them gets injured again and then you're good to go. If James Harden even comes back, I don't know, is James Harden coming back to the Nets? Kyrie and KD were both there for 4 years, but I don't know if J- what James Harden's contract looks like. Or if they can even pay him. <clears throat> Alright, so there's basketball. We talked a lot of basketball today. Which is good. It's NBA playoffs. We gotta talk about basketball. Now let's talk about in a past podcast, I talked about how the MLB was ruining baseball with all these rules. Well, the first one with the sticky glove rule got caught. And it was Hector Santiago. Now what's funny about this to me is that they didn't catch someone good. They didn't catch Garrett Cole. Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, they didn't catch those dudes with sticky gloves. They caught Hector Santiago, who's a former Angel, so I know how bad he sucks. He was like the third or fourth best pitcher on the Angels, which is god-awful. I mean, now that you have Shohei, you have a a semi-decent pitcher, but, I mean, we did not have good pitchers when Hector Santiago was on the Angels. He gets caught. He said it was rosin, and the rosin mixed with the sweat, and it turned into sticky substances. Whatever, man. 
enjoy your 10 day paid suspension. The fact that it's paid, I would cheat literally every 10 days. You're going to give me my money to just sit at home and wish I was playing baseball. Psych. If I'm getting paid to sit at home, I would make a, a good living at it. I would do that for a thousand years. That's all the baseball I want to talk. Shohei Otani is amazing. Leads the league in home runs. Is still a pretty decent pitcher. I'm not going to say he's in like an all-star pitcher, but he's still a decent pitcher. He has top five in ERA, I believe. Maybe not after last night. They played the Yankees last night, and um, he gave up seven runs in the first. Not great. Got pulled. Didn't even finish an inning. That's embarrassing. But he hit like four home runs in Yankee Stadium, which is awesome. Imagine if Shohei played every game at Yankee Stadium. If he was on the Yankees, 314 feet to right field, he hit a laser out. That ball couldn't have gone more than like 20 feet in the air. It was such a line drive, and he it got out so fast. Imagine him playing there all the time. These little pop-ups to left or pop-ups to right would just be gone. <laughs> I would love it and hate it at the same time because he's the Angels. Not everyone needs to go to the Yankees. All right. You know me. I'm going to fit a little football in here. Demarius Thomas retired. He's gone. Today's July 1st. So this is like the last full month without football. So I'm just going to sneak this in. Demarius Thomas retired um, officially. I don't think he even was on the team last year. But, of course, the highlight made its way around the internet like it always does. Whenever Tebow does something or whenever Demarius Thomas does something, this highlight of the Broncos 80-yard touchdown, the first play of overtime, all over Ike Taylor and Troy Polamalu, my God, every time that clip gets played, a, a kid in Pittsburgh gets sold into the steel mill unions, becomes steel workers for the rest of time. They play that highlight so much. It's just ridiculous. Like, get over it. That happened so long ago. It was literally 10 years ago, nine years ago. Get over it. Congratulations to Demarius Thomas. He was on the Broncos offense, which is probably like one of the best offenses of all time. Think about Peyton Manning. Demarius, Emmanuel Sanders, Julius Thomas. Do they even have a running back? I don't even know. I don't know if Noshan Marino was there. But one of the best receiving cores of all time, Wes Welker, obviously won a Super Bowl. Incredible defense as well, but um, congrats on a great career. I just had to say the the steel worker, or the kid gets sold in the steel mill. Pittsburgh has him now. All right, so since I talked about our childhood heroes becoming coaches, growing up, retiring, becoming coaches. My list for today is going to be Big Al's top five childhood heroes that I would want as coaches. And these are people I loved playing or I loved watching play. Um, these are guys I personally looked up to. I actually don't think any of these are biased. But here we go. We have a legit list, unbiased. Number five, Allen Iverson. I would want him to be a coach just because of the whole practice thing. I don't think he'd ever have any respect of any of his players because he would just always, like, anytime he's like, we need to get to practice, he'd, all his players would be, practice? We're talking about practice? Allen Iverson was one of my favorite players growing up. Of course, I told everyone knows I was a Shaq fan, but Allen Iverson, just because of the practice thing, I think he would be an amazing coach. It would just be funny to me. Number four, Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki. This guy needs to be a coach. I don't know how much English he speaks. Cause I know he always, he had a translator a lot. I'm sure he's like, he spent 20 years in the majors, So I'm sure he like speaks English a lot, but, um, Ichiro Suzuki would be an incredible baseball coach. 
I'm sure he has so much to, to give to the game. Like everything he, he accomplished and everything he did, um, 3,000 hits, all those 200 hit seasons that he had. Um, I mean, just seeing Ichiro be a coach and seeing him stay around the game would just be one of my favorite things. As an Angels fan, I watched Ichiro play all the time. So, um, yeah, Ichiro as a coach would be sweet. Number three, Ray Lewis. Now, murder aside, I think he'd be a pretty great coach. I don't, I'm not saying he would murder his, his players, but, I mean, he's intense. And, of course, the, the dance and the knowledge. He's one of the best middle linebackers of all time. Could be a sick defensive coordinator. I don't know. I just I think he'd be a good coach just because of his intensity. Number two, Nomar Garcia-Para. Yeah, you guys remember Nomar Garcia-Para. Shortstop for the, the Red Sox and then gets traded to the Dodgers and becomes a first baseman out of nowhere. Nomar was great, man. I love Nomar, and I think he would give a lot to baseball. Just like Ichiro, I think he would have a lot to say about, about baseball, and he'd be a great coach. Some of these people are probably coaching, and I just have no idea. But Nomar Garcia-Para, again, like I said, the the Angels didn't play on, on what's it called? They didn't play on the five channels that I had, but the Dodgers played on KKL9 just like the Clippers did. So I watched a lot of Nomar Garcia-Para. I think he would be a sick coach. Number one, this may be kind of obvious, but Peyton Manning, not only Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, put them together as like OCDC or maybe Peyton head coach, Eli OC, like put them together and it would just be magic. Peyton is so smart. And I'm saying that just based off the player and the, the checks at the line and everything like that. I haven't even watched that Peyton's places thing on, on ESPN plus, but I just know he's brilliant. I know he breaks down film. Amazing. I know he's super smart. I think he'd be a great coach. And I think they're a package deal. You got to get Eli. If you're going to get Peyton, you got to get Eli. All right. I got a couple honorable mentions too, because these are two of my favorite athletes growing up. I talk about them all the time. Shaq and Reggie Bush. Those are both honorable mentions for me. Because I think they're both really into their broadcasting careers. Like, obviously, Shaq does TNT. Reggie Bush does Fox for um, college football. I don't know if anybody knew that. But, I mean, I'd love to see Reggie Bush as a coach. But I think he's too much into um, broadcasting. And he's beautiful. He's he's meant for TV. I mean, he's in incredible shape still. Um, guy looks great. So he, he belongs on TV. And Shaq, I mean, Shaq's just funny to listen to. I love Shaq's voice. It puts me to sleep. <clears throat> All right. That's it. Now, I know something major happened today where NF, or not, NCAA student-athletes can now get paid while they're playing their sport, which is huge, monumental thing that's never happened before. It's been in the works for years. We've been fighting for it forever. I did a blog on it. It's on my, um, it's on my blog somewhere, anotherdumbsports.wordpress.com. Um, you can go find it. So I know that happened today. I know that's monumental. And I will be doing a whole podcast just on that. So I'm not going to talk about it today because it just happened today. But I'm legit going to do some good research and I'm going to do a whole podcast on it. So look out for that. Hopefully within the next couple of days because it's so new. I want to stay up with the times. But thanks for listening, guys. Love always. And remember, even though they can get paid, Iowa still sucks. <laughs>